The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll tell you what matters now. Somebody's in trouble. I don't know if it's the Heat. I don't know if it's the Celtics. I don't know if it's OKC or if it's the Spurs. But somebody is in trouble because somebody's going to be like me. I'm going to be a fan of the game, watching the game. I'm going to tell you what, when these series start off, and I just couldn't wait. I just had to get real deep into it. I believe when these series started, perhaps maybe people were thinking something a little different than what they're thinking now. Now, it could have been perhaps maybe that, you know, OKC, some people might have thought OKC might do some things with the Spurs, but then after the Spurs came out, Dug they spurs deep down into them. Woo, they kind of changed their mind. And they were thinking something a little bit different. Yeah, we're talking NBA. I know I played, you know, football, but I'm, I am a frustrated basketball player. And right about now, I'm a little frustrated. Because I'm going to be honest. I, You know, I'm going for LeBron. The airport is Akron Cannon Airport. So I, I got to go for LeBron. You know what I'm talking about. The Hall of Fame city, my hometown. So we got a root for the hometown kid. Hometown kid, yes. So LeBron, we got to get it going tonight, man. We got to get it going tonight. But I'm just, I'm happy to be talking some sports. And, and like I said, I'm a frustrated basketball player. And I'm going to tell you the real truth. I'm just going to keep it real. D-Wade ain't doing his job. That's the bottom line. I don't care. You can talk about LeBron not coming through in the clutch. You know, LeBron, you know, a couple games back, you know, took a shot, didn't take the man to the hole. You know, ah, all those are just excuses. Just just excuses for why Wade ain't doing what he's supposed to be doing. LeBron has done enough. He's done enough. Yeah, he's the best basketball player in the world, but he's only one man. He needs some help. I don't want to hear Batman Robin. I just want to hear my teammate. Step up for your teammate. It's time, you know, they had last year, you know, the season was an abbreviated season. They've been together now. They've, they've had time to work this thing out. This thing needs to get done. They need to make it happen the real way. The heat way. Bring some heat. Get it done. I want to see LeBron have that. I, he need that ring on his finger. And I think they, I, I really do think they can get it done. The Celtics... Yeah, experience does help. 
And it doesn't hurt to have a guard like Rondo, you know, outstanding. But just when you just look at the talent across the board, I think Miami got the better talent. They, you know, if, if you think about it, if you're going to put a basketball team together and you got your starting five in the NBA this year, there's two players that are on the Miami Heat team. I'm talking about out of the entire NBA. If you're going to take the best five players on the basketball court, two of them are going to come from the Miami Heat. Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, there's no doubt about it. Those two and that starting five of the best of the NBA would be on that team. So if you got two fifths of the best in the entire league and you got 20 something odd other teams that could only, they can't even give guarantee each team going to give you one player. You got two of the best on your team. Now I know only five players on the court at one time, but I'm saying of you could only pick five guys in the NBA to be on the court at one time to represent the best team in the National Basketball Association and two of them come from one team. To me, that team should win the championship. That's my point. Justify, okay, justifiably so, why do you believe that he got the best team? I just told you. Now, if you think something different, call me at 888-346-9144. Again, 888-346-9144. Shout out to my man Fish. Fish couldn't make it today, you know, got caught up in something, was supposed to be on the show with me. We're going to talk football. But right now, I want somebody to tell me why you don't think Miami Heat has got the best basketball team in the NBA, at least on paper. And let's go beyond paper. On talent. If you got two of the best players in the NBA, you can only put five guys on the court at one time. And every time you play anybody else in the league, you got two of the best. And if no other team has at least two of the best out of five that can only be on the court at one time, then that's the reason why you should win. That's what I'm saying. That's, come on, that's how do you make your case? I just made my case. So they don't have an excuse. Now, I'll tell you one thing. I think the coaches made a couple mistakes. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people, you know, the play calling at the end. And, and listen, I'm going to go, uh, yeah, it's the coach, but there are times when you on the court and you talk about basketball IQ, D-Wade and LeBron supposed to have superior Basketball IQs. The hell with what the plays called, man. That didn't work. That ain't going to work. I'm on the court right now. What you call me is in the huddle. Guess what? It ain't about to work right now. LeBron, take it to the hole. Bottom line, take it to the hole. Can't shoot no foul shots. Start practicing foul shots for the rest of your life, LeBron. D-Wade, you too. Foul shots. Now, to me, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why shooting foul shots you know, as opposed to shooting a jump shot or going to the hole and somebody all over your body, it's harder to shoot a foul shot. You know, LeBron and D-Wade, no, I'm not. Well, no, their shooting percentages, they probably shoot in the 60s, maybe the 70s, but 60s or 70s, you know. Foul shots, right now they might be around that in, in the playoff. D-Wade for sure. You, you got to be able to step up to the foul line. Eight out of ten is just close your eyes and eight out of ten go drop in. So you might get that ninth one. But, uh, you know, you need to be a superstar player should be shooting at least, you know, 80 plus percent from the foul line. You can't go to the foul line and, and drop it seven out of ten or, or six out of ten. Come on, man. It's a foul shot. You need to be dropping nine out of ten, eight out of ten for sure. Guaranteed money. 
eight out of ten, nine out of ten, you're exceptional because nobody's perfect. But I'm telling you right now, you know, if you look at if, if you look at these games, particularly I'm, I'm stuck on on on, on D Wade and LeBron right now. And if you just look at the game, just go back over the game, the games they lost, with the exception of the blowout. And just look at how many points they lose them by. Make your foul shots. Make your foul shots. Man, that is, whew. Okay. All right. Okay, see. Young fella Kevin Durant is doing his thing. No doubt about it. Playing, you know, playing out of his mind. Playing the way he should play. Hell of a ball player. Hell of a ball player. The Spurs got to have an answer for him. You know, you got to answer. You, on, on your side, you know, basketball. You know what's interesting about basketball? Basketball, what I like about it, you only got 24 seconds to decide what you're going to do with the ball. You got to shoot it. And if you shoot it, the most you can get is four points. That's the bottom line. Well, you can't get more than four points when you shoot that basketball. Now, provided that you shoot a three-pointer, it goes in, you get fouled, and the technical gets called, you might get five points out of that. But, you know, somebody getting mad because you caught a foul on to get a technical, you shoot a three-pointer, plus you shoot your foul shot, and then you get the technical. Okay, so you might get five points out of it. But the maximum amount of t- points you're going to get most of the time is and one. So you're going to get two and one. You're going to get three. But then you got to get the ball right back to the other team in basketball. You know, unlike football, you can hold on to the ball for as long as you need to. And then you don't even have to score. You know how you get down there by the goal line, try to fall down, but, but, but you can't fall down? Yeah, right. That's what I'm talking about. You saw the game. But you got to get the ball to the other team. So that's why, you know, basketball finally is living up to football any given Sunday. These games, wow, we got a series. We got some serious series going on here. Finally. Basketball, you know, very seldom in basketball is it like football where it goes down to the wire just about all the games. You know, whether they be regular season or playoffs, that any given Sunday is serious when it comes to football. And I thank goodness that the football teams have been holding true. You, you've been watching football to the point where you know now you better not turn that TV off. Yeah, I almost said Tebow. I, I, I know it almost came out of me. But Tim, hey, he bought some life to Denver last year, and you couldn't turn the game off because next thing you know, they were down, and Tebow done bought them back. Now he's going to be up in, you know, in the Big Apple. Now there's no telling what might happen there. But what I'm saying is football has always been a sport where, yeah, there's always a chance because Basketball, you shoot it, you get two points, or you may get three points. Football, the thing about it is, you score a touchdown, you got six points. One play, six points. So you could be down by God only knows how many. Let's say you're down by two or three touchdowns. You're down by two touchdowns, maybe even three touchdowns. It's only three plays. Three plays. It ain't like it takes a lot of plays. You got to wipe the right receivers, and next thing you know, boom, you back in the game. You got the right quarterback, boom, you back in the game. Somebody break a draw play, boom, take it the distance, boom, 50-yard touchdown, you back in the game. But basketball, once you get up, it's a series of plays you got to make consistently, consistently. You know, basketball even got to the point where everybody knows everybody's going to, you know, you know they're going to get a run in. So what is it? Have you agreed to let them get a run, let them get up, you know, 
about 10 points, you know, 15 points, no big deal because you're tired, you take a little rest, and then you get your run in. I don't agree with that. You know they're going to make a run. Hell, they try to make a run the whole game. That's what they're trying to do the whole game. They're trying to make a run at it. If you play defense, fine. Play defense every play. Watch, watch the basketball players out here recently. I'm, I'm watching some guys that when it comes to the energy of which they exert, every, it's not there every play on the defensive side of the ball. It's just, it's just not there. Guys walking around, man away from them, not really, you know. Come on, how does somebody get three or four rebounds in a row? One, just one, one time, balls down and you're into the court, they're in the court, they shoot, they get three offensive rebounds in a row. Come on, put a body on the man, keep him off the board. How you let him get, they get three rebounds. That just, come on, man, it's basketball. It, 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 I'm not going to say it's not that hard because I respect the best talent in the world. Shout out to Charles Barkley, too. <laughs> man, the best basketball in the world, the dream team. Got a nice piece coming out pretty soon. Ain't no doubt about it. Never, ever, ever again will there ever be a basketball team assembled as great as the dream team. Can't even think about it. That, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, I got a little distracted. I'm just thinking about Charles sitting there talking, you know, hey, best basketball team in the world. You know, Michael Jordan said what they did, nobody will ever, it'll never be done again. Because that's what it was. Somebody was dreaming, said, man, imagine if I had Michael, you know, Magic and Bird, Barkley, you know, oh, come on, man. All on the same team, and we're going to go play somebody else in another part of the world because they think they're better than us. Not going to happen. But I'll tell you what. Okay, see, I I picked the Celtics, bottom line. I, I'm sorry, I picked the Spurs, bottom line. I picked the Heat, bottom line. I'm going to stay where I'm at. I'm not going to change. They just got to play some ball. And if they play some ball, everybody's going to be talking about it because they got to come back. You know, they got to, the Spurs got to make it happen. They got to dig, they really, that fountain of youth that they found, they got to go drain it. Get all that energy out of there. Bring it back. You got to make it happen. I hear that music in my ear. I think I got to take a break. I just want to rant a little bit about basketball. I love it. I love it. Finally, you never know who's going to win. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. Billy V, where you at, man? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
Pfizer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. This is the Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. You know, I got to go ahead and do a couple things. There's a couple things that I should have been doing that I've been a little negligent in terms of my responsibilities and handling my business. And that is I should have on a numerous occasions. In fact, every week I should have my show right there on my Facebook page so you can just click it and listen to my show. I think I'm going to make that happen starting this week. From now on, for those of you out there who are interested, uh, just go to my Facebook page. That's me, the one that put on all that equipment so that I could hit people a little bit harder because I thought I was being, I was protecting myself. The more that stuff I put on didn't really work. You, you listen to me, you hear me. I'm kind of messed up a little bit there, but pray to God I'm okay. But anyway, yeah, that Ray Ellis with that number, that old school Philadelphia Eagles outfit on, that's me there. And so I'm going to start posting my uh, show to Facebook on a regular basis like I should. Uh, you can see I'm in the football mode now. I'm going to jump right over there, talk a little bit about football. And that is my man Drew Brees is not going to go to um, mandatory OTA. He's just not going to go. He is not going to go to OTAs. Did you hear me say that? Drew Brees. Now, I, I, stellar gentleman, another Big Ten guy, Purdue University. Shout out to the greatest football player ever in the history of Purdue football, Leroy Keys, my friend. But Drew Brees is not going to OTAs. Now, this is not just a person on the team. This is not just you know, a person that just plays a position. This is truly one of the leaders of the team, one of the leaders of the league, the face of the franchise. Not going. Mmm. Mmm. Not going. OTAs. Now, somebody must have thought that OTAs were important because, see, 
it was structured in the contract, the new collective bargaining agreement, that you're allowed to have OTAs. The word has even been used that this is a mandatory minicamp of which he's going to skip. Now, I will have to check, but this is a minicamp. There are a certain amount of OTAs, and I think many camps may fall up under a different category, but the word mandatory is what's important here. It's mandatory. This ain't a voluntary mandatory. This is a mandatory. And Drew's not going. Why? Because Drew wants more money. More money, more money, more money. Drew Brees, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, wants more money. Now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, if you go down the list of quarterbacks, we just got finished talking about the top five in the NBA in terms of players, period. And I got to say it again, two of them are on the Miami Heat football, basketball team, which is why I think they should win the National Basketball Championship. You could only have one quarterback in the game. Well, you could have two of them in the game at one time if you want to. As a matter of fact, you can put three quarterbacks in there. I'm pretty sure this year when you see the Jets, you're going to see at least two quarterbacks in the game at one time because Sanchez is going to line up behind center and Tim Tebow is going to line up someplace else and then Tim Tebow is going to line up behind center and, and Sanchez is going to line up someplace else. You're going to see two quarterbacks on the field with the New York Jets, believe me, on the numerous of occasions this year. The New Orleans Saints, however, happen to have one very damn good quarterback who in his mind can't get paid his worth who was going to hold out, who was one of those guys that was very instrumental and very vocal in the collective bargaining agreement, of which, again, got settled last year, and this is a new season. See, a lot of people felt that there were some teams that were compromised because of the work stoppage last year. So this is a year to come back because the teams that perhaps maybe should have won the Super Bowl or been in the playoffs or gone deep into the playoffs had an excuse. So so there would be no excuses this year. Everybody's on the same. OTAs, same amount. Mini camps, same amount. Days of training camp, same amount. Opportunity to sign your free agents, mm, that's on you. Put that franchise tag on whoever you want to, mm, that's on you. Now, here is the part of the business of sports that the average fan just doesn't like. Right now, Drew Brees missing mandatory camp. It doesn't affect anybody in terms of the viewers and the fans because we're not at those camps. So that doesn't really mean anything to us. Preseason games, that may not really mean a lot to, again, the fans, but there's some players that it's their livelihood. It means a lot to them. But what in the big picture, in the big scheme of things, it does. There is a hell of a lot going on down there now with the New Orleans Saints. That franchise is just discombobulated. I, I really don't. The, the entire franchise needs to be put on probation. And, I, you know, Drew Brees is showing you right now that what's important to Drew Brees is Drew Brees. And him getting paid his money. I'm not so sure if Drew Brees had an opportunity to be a free agent, listen, Peyton Manning was forced to. And you know how I feel about the Peyton Manning thing. As far as I'm concerned, I think Brother Ursay down there was just trying to wipe his hands and shed his hands 
of any blood. He don't want no blood on his hands. So if anything happens by way of of injury to Peyton, you know, listen, he paid him about $20 million last year to sit on the sidelines and hold a pen. Gave you, that was a real nice little golden parachute he gave you. He knows more than anybody else the extent of your injuries because all those medical reports came back to him to make an assessment and evaluation. It's like, okay, how badly is he hurt based upon this information we're getting from these doctors? And he assessed it. And if he thought that he was going to get the same pain, he knew that Peyton's desire to play and to win was no different than it was before. It may have been a little bit greater because he understands to the degree of which his career is on the decline. So it may be even more, and particularly knowing that his brother just got another Super Bowl ring, so he may be a little bit more hungry as opposed to what he was in previous years because now his little brother has more rings than he does. So he knows all that, but there was something hidden. There were some intangibles of which existed that we didn't know about and we don't know about. So for that reason, they let Mr. Manning go. So if Peyton would leave and go, even though he was forced out, don't think that somebody like Drew Brees, when it comes to their money now, guys are thinking about the game a little bit different. They're a little bit more informed, a little bit more educated. Got They can make the decision because they've got all the information nowadays. It's a little different than it was back in my generation. Listen, man, don't, don't guys sitting down having conversations saying that we knew we didn't know nothing because we didn't have all the information. You can't make an educated, informed decision without all the information. These guys got all the information. You can bet that part of the decision that Drew has made in terms of pay me my money now because I might not play later and you've already shown me if Peyton Manning is a Hall of Famer, and you're treating Peyton, really, guys, they treating Peyton like they used to treat the players back in my day. They're throwing him back out there. They're going to let him play. You want to play? We're going to let you play. They may be telling him how hurt he is, but I'm not sure. But they're they letting you know, okay, just play. Just win, baby. Drew Brees is making an informed, educated decision. Listen, I better get my money now because guess what? I'm not guaranteed to get my money anytime. Plus, he was so much a part of that lawsuit, the collective bargaining agreement, which they, of course, locked the players out. He was a face of that. And so because he was that, you can believe there's some ill feelings there. You know, everybody can be replaced. That's why they call them former players and retired players. Because they're not playing the game anymore. And the game is as good and as big as it's ever been. And guess what? It was that good last year. And guess who didn't play last year? Peyton Manning. So what? So Drew right now is actually getting an opportunity to, to experience what a lot of other players have the chance to experience when they thought that they were worthy of more money and they didn't get it. But think about it now. Very seldom does a marquee player, particularly a quarterback, ever have to hold out. I would like for somebody to do their research. Help me out. I've been hitting my head a few times. Tell me the last time a marquee quarterback, the franchise, that's him. He, he, he's, the, he's the franchise in New Orleans. Holding out. 
may not go to training camp, may not, he may not play in preseason games because of a contract dispute. This is a new day in the National Football League. Now, here's the thing about it. The interesting thing about it. The money is there. The, the collective bargaining agreement, it, it was constructed in such a way that it requires teams to play to pay a minimum amount of money. So they got to pay a minimum amount of money. Drew is very familiar with the contract. He helped them sign it. He helped them construct it. He helped them build it. He got all the information from all the players and as much information as he could from the league in terms of the resources that they had. And they came up with an agreement based upon, okay, in terms of compensation, you have to pay out this amount at a minimum. So he's not, you know, he's intelligent enough, though, well, I can't put them in a position where they're going to pay more than they're required to play. He wants to push them more up towards the maximum. But he knows that what you're giving me really ain't even, you know, touching the surface of putting you at the minimum. Certainly I'm not at the maximum, but the man's got some information. And so the man is pushing the envelope because he knows he could take one hit, dong, and he's done. Out. See it happened to McCoy. It could happen to anybody. Drew Brees, smart man. Making a business decision because he's got all the information. I ain't mad at you, Drew. I'm not mad at you. I'm with you. I'm on your side. I'm just glad you're handling your business. Listen, I hear some music in my background. I got to take another break. When I come back, yeah, I'm going to talk a little T-Bow. Because, I, I, man, I'm interested in what's going up, in, up there in New York. I'm not a New York fan, but I'm interested. Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
back. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, I want to shout out to Mrs. Dolores Cockrell, who celebrated uh, another birthday yesterday, and I tried to give her a call. And uh, I could not give her a call, so I just wanted to give her a shout out for a happy birthday. I can do that. It's it's Ray Ellis Sports. You do know that, right? So I could say happy birthday to somebody if I want to. Speaking of a celebration, I, I know I said I was going to talk about Tebow, but let me let me just before I start talking about Tebow and the Jets, let me say this: I I understand that there is now a chance that NFL referees may not be in place for this season. That, in fact, there may be some replacement referees that are going to step up and and take over for, I guess you want to call them the real referees, but the, the normal National Football League referees that take the field. Now, you guys out there who are listening, everybody can tell you this. That's not just me. People don't like referees. People don't like umpires. Whatever you want, they don't. They just don't like them, cause they're looking for perfection. And these people are not perfect. They're human beings. They do the best job they possibly can do. Every now and then, there's been you know a little thug that's crept up in the system and had his own agenda, and they found out about him and got rid of him. But for the majority of them, they're good, decent human. I got friends that are referees. Yes, a football player. Got, yeah, I got friends that are referees. But I, I, I would just, I just like to say this because I know a lot of people out there are very critical of the compensation that professional athletes receive. I know a lot of people that are very critical when it comes to the compensation of what entertainers and celebrities receive. Whatever that celebrity status, however you accomplish that, you know, people just feel, wow, they, that much money? Okay, I'm going to throw this out to you. I would be interested in knowing. And again, you can call in if you like to. Shoot me an email. You can shoot me an email at ray.ellis at voiceamerica.com. Again, my email, ray.ellis at voiceamerica.com. But... I would just be interested, the average person out there, if, some, if I asked you, how much did you think referees were compensated in, in the National Football League? I'd be curious to see what you would say. They do the preseason games, that's four, and then the, the regular season, that's 16, so that's 20, and maybe four of the games, so maybe 24 games. Referees on the football field. Let me just tell you this. Would you be surprised if I told you that perhaps maybe they've been they've been offered a package for retirement? I'm going to say a 10-year person. Let me just say that. It's because I want to be conservative. I don't want to over-exaggerate, and I don't want to embellish this, what I'm talking about. I'm trying to give some factual information. You might get, after 10 years, you might get about $16,000 for your pension once you receive it a year, $16,000. So that's probably, you know, a little bit under, that's a thousand plus a month, maybe not quite 1500 a month. Okay. After putting 10 years in, in the league as a umpire referee, 
you might get for pension once you get it, you might get about $16,000 a year. Okay, maybe upwards by 2018, uh, you put 10 years in, you know, you might be getting close to $22,000, $23,000 a year for pension, for being a referee. Okay, um, now I'm not, I'm not by any means am I trying to devalue the referee as it relates to the sport. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just giving you some information that was shared with me. Now, that's when you retire. Now, let's think about this. This isn't currently, because I think currently, let's say 2011, if you had 10 years in the league, I think your compensation as a referee was someplace, somewhere in the range of about 100 and $38,000. I'm sorry. Was there a little mute there? Was there no nothing? I didn't hear anybody. Did I hear somebody rumble? Yes, I said that. A referee, been in the league 10 years, salary at $138,000. Now, this is what's allegedly been proposed to be on the table. That by the year 2018, we're in 2012, six more years, you've been a referee in the league for 10 years, 200,000 dollars. That's what they're proposing to pay you. Oh, I hear a little quiet again. Why, why is it so quiet out there? I, 200,000 dollars. To be paid for refereeing football games, 10-year veteran, okay? And I think the $23,000 would be what your your pension would be. You would get $23,000 a year in pension after you put 10 years in the league as a referee by the year 2018. Now, okay, people, there are a lot of people out there going to say football players shouldn't make what they make. I, I understand that. People say basketball players shouldn't make what they make. I understand that. But again, for me, here's, here's my position on this. If you can justify why you should receive that, then I think you can receive that. But I know people aren't coming to a game to watch referees run up and down the field, throw flags, break up fights, and pay them $200,000. I, I don't get that. I, I, I didn't get a vote on that one. We didn't get to vote on that. I want you to know players didn't vote on that. I've been hitting my head, but I didn't forget that. I didn't vote on paying a damn referee $200,000 rumping down the field. And all my friends that are refs that are mad at me, okay, all right, you can be mad at me if you want to, but you got to tell me, you got to justify that. Hell, sometimes if you, I, I think you forget that we play basketball and football a lot of times by ourselves without referees and we try to be fair with each other on our calls. Yeah, somebody might call travel on the playground. Somebody might say, you know, he fouled me on the playground or something like that and let it go. Ain't no referees on, out there on the court, but it, it is, okay, again, it's just street ball, but I'm sorry, I, I lost my mind for a second. I had to go there because somebody said they pay referees $200,000 a year. God damn it, what school you go to to learn to be a referee so you can make $200,000? I done lost my mind up in the studio. Somebody help me. Referees getting paid $200,000 to referee football games. What the hell is going on? There's something wrong. That's too much. You got NFL, you got too much money. You just got too much money that you got to get a referee 200. And that's not just one 
that's it. There's about five or six of them on the field, and one guy sitting on the sideline just watching. He just chilling. He gonna get paid two hundred thousand dollars. I gotta be here in case somebody gets hurt. So you gotta pay me. If he's a ten year veteran, he might get two hundred thousand dollars. Man, I mean, I, I, I listen. When my DirecTV bill comes, I'm paying it. Because, yeah, there's enough 30 million people say DirecTV is the way to go. Now, of those 30 million, I bet you about 10 of them got that NFL package. Okay, so if that's 10 million, and if we're paying $10, that's 100 million. If we're paying $100, do the math. See? You see what I'm saying? So that, that's you can justify getting paid because people paying to see you play. Just keep adding zeros, guys. That's all I do when I do the match. Just add the zeros on there. Referees ain't bringing no zeros. What is going on? Man, I got to. Okay, I need to find out. Where's the referee school at? Where you go? The Ohio State University. They got a class for that? The, the, uh, football players, get out that class. Get out whatever class you're in and go take the referee class. They get paid $200,000 after 10 years. And in the meantime, you're still getting paid. You get paid for high school games. You get paid for uh, peewee games. So you're going to still get paid throughout. And then when you make it to the big boy league, you're going to get $200,000. Wow. Who been keeping that secret? Why haven't you been telling people you can make that kind of money? People spending money to go to medical school so they can make $200,000 a year. People paying money to become a lawyer so they can make $200,000. You know, get your, get your master's and your doctor so you can make two. People got master's and doctors ain't making two hundred grand a year. You got uh, Ed Hercules running around here. He's a lawyer in Arizona. He, he, he making money in Arizona and making two hundred grand out on the football field. Ed must be the negotiator because they got a union. They, they, at least they have come together. Somebody need to get the coaches together so they can get that kind of money. $200,000, see? Now, for all of you who are mad out there, you need to understand football players, you know, that's what they do in college. They make so much money in college that they can pay for the other sports. They make so much money in the NFL that you can pay a damn referee. And I said, listen, when I said five of them, that's just for one game. There's 16 games a week. 16 times 5, that's 80 of them that could be make, they're making at least $100,000. Refereeing football games. Okay, now you understand, do you understand now? See, so if you could come up with something that you could make that kind of money, that you could demand that kind of money, then you should get paid a lot of money. If lemonade stands could, you know, demand people to pay, you know, $25, for a glass of lemonade, then the person selling it, they should make a whole lot of money. You, if you got that kind of lemonade, that's good. But I'm telling you, football players making some things happen. That's why they get paid. But I'm telling you, man. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said I was going to talk about Tim Tebow, and I only got about two more seg- two more minutes in this segment. But I, I'm going to give Tim his two minutes of fame. And uh, here's a question. Let me ask you this: If you were a football player, and you were a starting quarterback, and they brought somebody else on the team to compete for your job. They bought him there to compete for your job, to help make the team better, but you know that he's coming to make the team better at the position that you play. You're the starting quarterback. You're having a camp. 
and your camp is going to be in California. If you're Mark Sanchez, do you invite Tim Tebow to that camp? Is Tim Tebow welcome to come? Now, that's what you call team. See, I think people really don't un- really truly understand before reality shows existed the way they do today. And if you notice them damn reality shows on TV, particularly them housewives, there's no sense of team. Now, they're pulling each other's hair out, smacking each other, beating each other. They ain't down for the cause. They ain't down for the team. These players, Mark Sanchez got to teach Tim Tebow to play. Tim Tebow might learn to play better than Mark Sanchez or execute it better than Mark Sanchez. Then he's going to take his job. Then Mark is going to be out, unemployed, no job. Is Tim Tebow going hook a brother up? I don't know. That's what you call team. That's, that, that's, that's, that's team to the nth degree when you're going to teach a man your position to take your job. Wow. Okay, I, I, got, I got to take a break, but I, I got to talk about that some more. When I come back, I'm going to talk about that some more. I got to take this break because I hear that music. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Would you train a person that's going to get you fired? That's right. Not going to. This is no transition. You ain't transitioning. This person going to take your job because the boss part brought him in because he's going to get rid of you. That's football. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, I'm back. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, I, I just wanted to get back and revisit this thing that I started to talk about before I left for that last break 
And, I, you know, it really, when you think about it, it really is one of the craziest things in the world that a person ever does in life is play pro football. That's just crazy. It's crazy. I did it. I'm, I'm half crazy, too. But it's crazy. But, you know, not only do you, does your body get beat up and everything, and yeah, there's a lot of self-gratification in there. You know, people hollering and screaming your name, but they also hollering and screaming names that's not your name and geared towards you and, and like anything other than a human being. They do that, too. But, you know, oh, that's nice. But, you know, you have to keep it in perspective. That's why, you know, for me, when it was over, there was an adjustment. I went through the adjustment. But... Sometimes when you look back on it, you got to focus on the positive because the negative part of it is so negative that you just got to stay away from that. It's dark. It takes you dark, dark places, you know, and, and one of the dark places is the type of mentality and personality that it takes. And, and you have to have, you, you know, it's borderline. People call you arrogant. They call you cocky. But you, you have to have a true sense of confidence in your ability and, and just who you are as a human being to deal with the type of situations of which they create. Now, here's a team, the New York, the New York Jets, who brings in a new offensive coordinator, a guy who used to be a head coach someplace else just last year. He's going to come in and... And be a subordinate to a head coach who has an ego twice the size of this building. But that's okay. Rex is all right with me, man. He's all right. I didn't say his dad was, but Rex is all right with me. Okay. And and you're going to come in as this coach and act like you don't think that you can be a better coach than he can. Because obviously you do. Because just when you played against them a year ago, you felt your team was better. You could beat them in years before that. And now this man is your boss, and so you got to listen to what he says, and you know you think you know more than he does. And then you find yourself in a situation where you're dealing with two quarterbacks where both of them were first-round draft picks, and one of them, you know, came out early, and his coach said he wasn't ready, he should stay there, and then he went to two AFC championship games, so much for his coach knowing how good of, a, you know, ability this and talent this person had. And then you got another one who... Again, nobody, a lot of people, including me, you know, wouldn't have him for my starting quarterback in the National Football League, you know. But there are some people that think he's a very good quarterback, and he all he does is win. You got these two guys now competing against each other, and they're going to go to California to try to learn the new system of this guy who used to be a head coach, and now he's an offensive coordinator, and. You got to act like you like his system better than the one that you just came from. Tim Tebow just came from a system that's another team, so he don't have a choice. But Mark Sanchez, hey, I just I've been to two AFC championship games with what Schottenheimer was giving me. And I think that worked pretty good. But no, you got to do this and you got to learn a new system. Now, everybody doesn't learn at the same pace and everybody doesn't learn the same way. So one of these two guys somebody's going to grasp the system a little faster than the other. My thinking is this. If I grasp it a little bit faster than the other, am I going to share it with the other guy? Me, the kind of guy I was, the kind of player I was? Yes, I would. Yes, I did. 
But these two, they're quarterbacks. One of them is going to be on all the billboards in New York. And it's a shame if the starter is on less billboards than the backup. And I'm saying if Mark Sanchez could end up on less billboards than Tim Tebow. And certainly what's going to happen is Mark Sanchez starts and he makes a couple mistakes. Will the New York fans be how I can hear the chant. I can in New York in the stadium. Tebow, Tebow, Tebow. That sound too good. I even sound good saying it. Can you imagine the harmony of 60, 70,000 fans saying Tebow, Tebow. When Mark throws an interception or two, or when he gets sacked, or when it's a delay of game, or it's an incomplete pass, all in the spirit of team. Now, I'm talking this, but I'm also talking a little earlier about, uh, you know, Drew Brees, who tried to get his money. See, this, this man there is just, it's such a complex system to be a part of. But you, you, you have to have this personality makeup that you can, you, you know, you're a chameleon. You can be whatever you need to be for that day, for that team. You were just on one team last week and you're on another team this week and it's the best team in the world. Is this, and you wonder why people end up with their heads all screwed up and everything. Is this really, is this reality? Do you really want me? I just was playing for the Eagles last week. I played for the Browns this week. And you're telling me I got to act like now the Browns is my favorite team. Really? Tim Tebow was just with Denver and now he's with the Jets and he's got to act like that's where he really wants to be. It's the greatest thing ever happened to him. You know, look at look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning now down there, you know, in in Denver, acting like it's the best team in the world, it's the best system he's ever, best opportunity ever presented to him in his life. Really? I remember one time a coach of mine. I'm gonna go on record. Earl Bruce tried to call me a phony. I'm like a phony. Are you serious? You know, yeah. All because he wants to call my room and ask me who the hell it is. Hell, you call my room. Tell me who you are. I'm not telling you who I am. You should know who you're calling. But anyway, that's a short story. This is some serious stuff here. Mental toughness is what these two men have to do. They have to honor one another in the spirit of what's best for the team. They have to share information with each other, knowing that ultimately I could be hurting myself actually bringing my career to an end with this particular team because I'm going to facilitate the need of the team and I'm going to sacrifice my own desires to be the starting quarterback. That's what you do as a teammate. So when the coach is going over something on the board, and Sperano, I don't know how his method of teaching, but if Tony throws something out there, and Tim grasps it a little bit faster and better than Mark does, and Mark goes to Tim and like, Tim, what did, he, what did he say? You know, it's, what is Tim going to tell him? Is Tim going to break it down in such a way where, okay, remember uh, when you guys did this last year? Well, this year we're going to, you should do that. Is Tim going to say, is he going to tell him that? That is just so, to me, there's so many mind-boggling things about sports. But what is required of you to fulfill your role and your job is just really amazing when it comes to being a good teammate. And I understand that another young man out there, Cam Newton, says he wasn't a great teammate last year. 
these are the kind of situations when you evaluate what kind of teammate you are. How did you handle these kind of situations? Did you do everything you could to help make sure your team is the best team? Did you invite Tim Tebow out there? Mark Sanchez, I commend you. Tim Tebow, I commend you to go there and to be supportive of your teammates because I demand to see the best football team possible up there in New York on the football field. So whichever one of you is the best quarterback, let the best quarterback win. Is it going to be Tim Tebow? I don't think so. Is it going to be Mark Sanchez? I think so. We're going to see. I didn't even get a chance to talk about some other things I wanted to talk about. Man, I wanted to talk about boxing. Sugar Shane Mosley, hanging it up. I'm glad you are, Shane. It's time to go, man. Give something back like you said. But I'm glad you're walking away healthy. Take care of yourself. Get some evaluation. You've been hitting your head a lot of times, man. God bless you. Hey, is that time? I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.